Hello, everybody. Welcome to Living Life. Today is June 27. Now, nowadays, we, we look into uh, our media sources, sometimes YouTube or Internet, uh, to get information on uh, how to do something. Uh, for example, like a DIY uh, project, do-it-yourself projects. So uh, you ask for an outcome and ask for directions on the internet and you show, you're shown by uh, video clips on how to do it. And you see the successful uh, completion of this project and this task uh, that you're yet, to, yet about to proceed with uh, by yourself. But these can be accomplished uh, for about I don't know, a few minutes or sometimes a few hours, depending on the size of the project. But sometimes if it's a lifelong project, something that even though you're given instruction now through a video or a word, it, it doesn't play out right away. You have to live it out. And those are the difficult situations that we face in our Christian daily lives. Because sometimes we have to completely trust God's providence when you carry out today's action based upon his word. So in today's passage, we're going to see how to trust his providence in the midst of a difficult, a very difficult situation where you can't foresee your future, but you are given a word of God to choose something uh, that will take action today, but will be fulfilled later based upon his promises. So why don't we take a look in today's passage and see for ourselves. Let's take a look. Jeremiah chapter 21, verses 8 through 14. Furthermore, tell the people, this is what the Lord says. See, I am setting before you the way of life and the way of death. Whoever stays in the city will die by the sword, famine, or plague. But whoever goes out and surrenders to the Babylonians who are besieging you will live. They will escape with their lives. I have determined to do this city harm and not good, declares the Lord. It will be given into the hands of the king of Babylon, and he will destroy it with fire. Moreover, say to the royal house of Judah, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says to you, house of David. Administer justice every morning. Rescue from the hand of the oppressor the one who has been robbed. Or my wrath will break out and burn like fire because of the evil you have done. Burn with no one to quench it. I am against you, Jerusalem. You who live above this valley on the rocky plateau, declares the Lord. You who say, who can come against us? Who can enter our refuge? I will punish you as your deeds deserve, declares the Lord. I will kindle a fire in your forests that will consume everything around you. So we can build our trust in God's providence by doing what God tells us to do and hearing what God speaks to us. In the first part of today's passage, we see the doing part. We start to build our trust in God's providence by uh, following the instructions that he, he presents to us as the way of life. We see in verse 8 and the latter part of verse 9, it reads, 
This is what the Lord says. See, I am setting before you the way of life and the way of death. In the middle part of nine, it says, but whoever goes out and surrenders to the Babylonians who are besieging you will live. They will escape with their lives. Uh, this, is, this, this is very outrageous to many of those who are uh, hiding away from the enemies inside the city wall. It seems outrageous to go outside their protection and to surrender to the enemies where there are high chances of getting killed by their sword. We saw in yesterday's passage where God said that they will show no mercy or pity or compassion, but it seems like uh, those who have stayed inside the wall when the Babylonians besiege them, they will meet their ultimate death. Instead, before the siege comes, if you surrender and are taken as captives by them, then God's providence will work out so that they will be saved. And later on, uh, we know through Israelite history that they will come to rebuild the city of Jerusalem. Uh, so who would know at this moment? Uh, how are they able to choose this decision if they cannot see the future? So by doing what God presents you as the way of life, if you take that action one by one, then you will start to build your trust in God's providence. You start to trust in the way how God will save you from all this uh, detriment, all this difficult situation, all this temptation and this turmoil. Uh, second is to hear the word of the Lord. We see that in verse 11. Moreover, say to the royal house of Judah, hear the word of the Lord. Now, building the trust in God's providence has taken action in first part. Second is to continuously hear the word of the Lord. We know that the previous generation of the kings of Judah has not listened to the word of the Lord, learn of the Lord. Uh, we know that they didn't even make uh, a copy for themselves to keep God's command. We know that David did, um, but afterwards many kings have not done so. Uh, they forgot what God said in the Bible, in, in Old Testament scripture. So slowly they would administer injustice rather than justice according to what the scripture testified to them. So in verse 12, it reads, this is what the Lord says to you, house of David, a minister justice every morning, rescue from the hand of the oppressor, the one who has been robbed, or my wrath will break out and burn like fire because of the evil you have done. Now, it seems like a summary of Old Testament scripture, uh, the old covenantal law. It seems like, you know, purge the evil in your land and you will uh, live in God's promised land. Uh, administer justice, love your neighbor as you love yourselves, and always um, uh, have compassion to those who are in need. It seems like this is more of a summary, especially targeted to uh, the king Zedekiah, to the king of Judah. Uh, they're, the, they're the people who are supposed to administer justice, help those who are in need, and follow God's command by copying uh, making a copy for themselves uh, always as kings of Judah. Um, but uh, as we can see, obviously they have not heard this, so they didn't do it. In verse 13, instead, of, instead what they have listened to is a false sense of security. Uh, according to verse 13, it says, I am against you, Jerusalem, who, you who live above this valley on the rocky plateau, declares the Lord. You who say, 
Who can come against us? Who can enter our refuge? These are the words that people listened and heard, and they thought, because of that, uh, we are safe. Now, we know that city of Jerusalem is built upon a plateau with two valleys surrounding them in the southern part, uh, Kidron Valley and Hinnom Valley. In the northern part, it was an open uh, area. What they, all, what they need to do was build a great wall so that they could secure the city. So it was a naturally fortified city. So they would naturally have this um, pride saying, who can come against us? We have a good wall in the northern part. We have two valleys in the southern part. Who can enter our refuge? Even though the Babylonians besiege us, we are safe. After all, Hezekiah built a, a, a cistern for us. And there's a waterway underneath the city. We are safe inside the city wall. But when, in verse 10, when God has determined to do this city harm and not good, I don't think anything that is of secureness, uh, security can withstand God's wrath. So in the midst of punishment, what God presents us to do is two things. Again, uh, in order to build our trust in God's providence, you have to do what God presents you to do. Second, you have to hear the word of God. And those are the two things that allow us to build our trust and do the most outrageous thing, in the New Testament, the scripture testifies is the way of the cross. The most outrageous thing, the most foolish thing uh, that God, uh, that the world says, uh, God presents us to, uh, to us as the greatest wisdom. Something that we have to follow is the way of life. Just as Moses presented to his people in, in Deuteronomy chapter 30, I present to you today uh, life and death. And he says, choose life. For us, choosing life, the way of life for us is to follow the instruction that he has given us through the way of the cross uh, that is fulfilled in Christ Jesus. So scripture through Jeremiah and through New Testament testifies to us to choose the way of life, which is the way of the cross. So for to us, uh, God's saved children, God gives us a clear direction and how uh, clear directions on how to build our trust in his providence. He presents us the way of life, which is the cross of Christ Jesus. He calls us to trust in his providence as we continuously hear his word and remind ourselves of what God will do uh, in eternity. So those are the things uh, that makes us build our trust in God's providence and hold on to the way of life that we're walking, even though today it's not fulfilled. We know and we hope that one day God's promises will be fulfilled uh, as we go to God's presence in heaven. So I hope that this becomes an encouraging words to every one of us, inc even including me, and a blessing to those who are in a difficult situation, who are facing tremendous uh, uh, persecution or, 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 or hardship every way. Don't fall into false temptation of uh, relying on false security, but rather hold on to the cross, for that is the way of life. Let's pray. Father, Lord, thank you for the cross. Thank you for the directions and thank you for the way how we should live our life. Lord God, I know that sometimes it's difficult to walk this way, but I know that by the power of the Holy Spirit, every day 
we are enabled to walk this way of life. So Lord God, help us, allow us to hear your word every day so that we could continuously walk this way that you have presented before us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer, see